Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And together we form Ring and Pinky. I know this one. (laughs) I was going to go Middle and Ring because that's really the team I like. But Ring and Pinky is an exciting combo. C team. Yeah, so we are an exciting combo. Um. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. If you haven't listened to the episode preceding this one, if you're listening out of order, then you're fired. Um, Go back and listen to the top five reasons why hangboarding is overrated episode first, and then come to this one. Mm -hmm. And that will make your life much happier. Really? No, but it sounded good. Yeah. All right, so this is our top five reasons why you should use a hangboard. We're mm-hmm. not we're not total haters of everything. No, even though I play one on television, um, I actually do use a hangboard um, quite a bit. And over the years, I've used it a lot. I've spent a lot of time on a hangboard. Yeah, we were just looking at your uh, Moonfinger board. Yeah. All the textures gone on those crimps. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time hanging on those crimps. Yeah, man. Um for good reason. Yeah, totally. And and I think there, you know, it was there are lots of reasons why you should use a hangboard. These are our top 5. Mm-hmm. And the number 5 reason is kind of a newer idea, mm-hmm. I would say. Um and that's for recruitment. And what I mean by that is like for instance, in this Red River pump prep program that I'm doing with Drew Mack, that's still kind of hard to say, um, that Drew Mack and I put together and we're having people do, there's not a lot of hangboarding in it, mm-hmm. but there is a little bit. There are a few max hangs right before you go limit bouldering. And several people have asked about that. Like, are four or five hangs enough? Like, why even do them? And my reasoning is because, A, Red River Gorge doesn't require a ton of finger strength. So we're going to get a lot of that through hard bouldering. And, B, I want you to be able to access your hard bouldering. I want you to be able to pull really hard. I want you to be able to ready to try. And a good way to do that is to do a couple really maximal hangs mm-hmm. and then move on to boulders and recently people have been doing it outside with the tension flashboard mm-hmm. um so i think that's a really great use for a hangboard frankly oh yeah um and this is something that you know i wrote about called a uh, too easy to fail i think is what it was the blog post yep um and without knowing what recruit recruitment was at the time really um, this idea of like recruiting your finger strength and getting everything firing in your forearms so you can then bit more effectively use them. Um, I really wanted to just, I wanted a hangboard. 
I was just terrible at measuring things and I hated it. It was the worst. So I was like, what can I do where I'm guaranteed to succeed? Like, there's no way I'll give up on this. I was like, okay, I'll just do two really hard hangs every time I go into the gym and I'm trying hard. So like, I don't know, three, sometimes four days a week, go in, warm up for like half hour, 45 minutes, go do two really hard hangs on a, the smallest edge I could hang. And then I go on with my, the rest of my day. <clears throat> and my hands got really strong over the next couple of months just doing that. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because I've told it. I mean, I wrote a blog about it. I've told a bunch of people. And one really common reaction, a lot of people were like, well, that's not enough time under tension or it's not, it can't be enough hangs to get stronger. And, you know, my response forever was like, well, I don't know what the mechanism is, but like my hands kept getting stronger. Yeah. Like, and I could grab smaller holds. And really what was happening was I was just recruiting my finger strength. And your nervous system is ramping up because it needs to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something Ava and I talked about in in my episode with her. Um, the differences between neural and structural hangs and where you should place them in a workout to be most effective. And these types of maximal hangs are very much getting your nervous system fired up. And that's a good thing when you're going to be trying hard. Yeah. So I was kind of getting my hands, I was getting my hands ready to really grab small holds. Also, yeah. I was probably um, getting them used to the pain because I was hanging on like a yep. really small, sharp edge. Totally. But yeah, I just did two mm-hmm. hangs, like two hangs a day for, I don't know, a couple months and hands just kept getting stronger. So it was great. Um, and it's something I still do when I go out bouldering. I keep my flashboard with me. I'll hang it up. Um, and I like to do, you know, like two, three hangs just because... Also, like if you're trying to warm up for your project, um, you might not always have very like, often perfect tiny have. little crimps that you can controllably pull on, like load your fingers exactly how you want them. Yeah. So this is a, just a nice way to get your fingers ready so you can go project. And it's really time effective. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that method a lot. And mm-hmm. and that made our list. I mean, I think that's a big one. Yeah. And then the number four reason to use a hangboard is also one of our one of the dangers because mm-hmm. it's really measurable. It's in a, in a sport where not much is measurable. Um, you know, we've made up these, these grade systems that are vaguely measurable. Um, but hangboarding is extremely measurable, uh, especially if it's in a climate controlled space of any kind, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, laboratory climate control hermetically but, sealed yeah exactly if but as if you're hanging in the same location with roughly the same humidity you know hangboards are super measurable and that's that's a really great way to progress yeah like it's it is important to measure things like mm-hmm. otherwise you're just kind of shooting in the dark so it's very important that you measure your mm-hmm. progress in different ways in climbing and one good way to measure progress is with a hangboard you can say you know, this time last year, I was on this edge with body weight. This year, I'm at plus 20 pounds. Like, yeah, cool. Like, that's awesome. And by keeping these measurements, you can see that progression. You There are a lot of different grip types you can train with hangboarding. So there are a lot of different things. And so the measurability of that is really important in a sport that can be very nebulous, very vague. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and like you mentioned in the last episode, you can... You can make progress 
during what seems like a plateau if you just look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. And and a really good way to be able to measure that and and see is my training plan pushing me in the right direction is using hangboard to keep consistent measurements, you know, in, in all of our assessments, um, not in all, but in a lot of our assessments, we use a hangboard as one of the main tools because it's something that everybody has access to, um, nearly everybody who's contacting us to, to train. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that's really great about it is let's say you want to dedicate more time to climbing you can use the hangboard, maybe check in once every two weeks and just see like, where's my finger strength at? So, you know, you might even be surprised. Like a lot of people, if they're out and they're trying really hard on hard boulders or maybe even hard routes, they may keep coming back every two weeks and be like, oh, my hands are actually getting stronger. Yep. Or maybe they're like, well, my hands aren't getting weaker while I'm <laughs> doing this. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And if you're a Red River climber and you don't hangboard all season, you might see that your hangboard numbers drop off the bottom of the chart dramatically suddenly you don't hang on the holds <laughs> um but yeah measurability it's like it yep. is in this sport hangboarding is the pretty much the lowest hanging fruit that i can think of as far mm-hmm. as measurable gains yep totally so. and you know that measurability of it leads right into our number three which mm-hmm. is it's a fucking fantastic tool for rehab situations yes if you're a climber you're going to get a finger injury at some time, if you're trying even moderately hard, someday you're going to injure your finger in some way. And I've heard so many people that it drives me crazy say, oh God, don't go anywhere near a hangboard when you've got an injured finger. You know, I hear my clients all the time will be like, oh, I, you know, my finger feels tweaked, so I, I'm skipping hangboarding. I'm just going to boulder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the opposite. I want you to go and hangboard. Yeah. You know, if you're if you've got a tweaked finger, an injured tendon or pulley or whatever, the best protocol for rehabbing it is measurable progressions. Yeah. And a hangboard is the best way to do that. Yeah. Cuz if you have an injury and you're trying like, you know, obviously go to a physical therapist first, find someone who to work with, but once you get cleared to start having to be able to stress it again, that's what you're looking for is a gradual increase yep. in load. Yep. So the wonderful thing about hangboarding <clears throat> is you can start by saying, okay, like I had to take 20 pounds off. I can hang this edge and maybe I have mild discomfort or, you know, I'm just on the edge of having some mild discomfort mm-hmm. and you can keep slowly using less and less weight until eventually you might say, oh, I'm at plus 20 pounds yep. with that same level of discomfort. Um, so you've just gone 40 pounds like of improvement mm-hmm. and because it's very controlled, it's incredibly measurable. It's a great tool where, and I'm lumping no hang devices in here too. For sure. Um, and that's what I've always used for, um, anytime I'm rehabbing something or if yeah. I'm like dealing with a slight tweak. I mean, when you were injured this last time after Waco, what weight did you start at holding on your tension block? Uh, two and a half pounds, two and a half pounds. Yeah. Right. I think when I had my last finger injury, I started with a Nalgene that was like quarter full of water. And mm-hmm. that's all I could hold with a flexed finger without without major pain. Yeah. You know, and gradually over the course of a few weeks, I was holding two now two full Nalgenes, then three full Nalgenes, and then I could hang on it. So I just kept progressing from there. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, just gradual loading. And 
man, hangboarding is mm-hmm. wonderful for that. Same thing with like the tension block, like a no hang device. Yeah. Um, it's can, safer. It's safer people. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like you can pull on in complete control. You're not moving. You're not shifting. Um, yeah. You're not risking your feet blowing off and overloading your fingers suddenly. Yep. You know, there's all sorts of things that could go wrong if you're just bouldering. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you might know, you might have all the good intentions on the planet and pull onto this boulder and say, oh, well, you know, that, that hold looks like it might be a little tweaky. I'm not so sure about it. I'll see what it feels like when I get there. But then you're in flash mode because you just made it through the crux moves and mm-hmm. you're like, fuck it, I'm pulling, you know, yeah. and then you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you just avoid that altogether and spend time rehabbing on a tool that's really easily measurable, like a hangboard or no hang device, you're much safer than if you're just going bouldering with your finger injury. Yeah. And I would also say in regards to safety, if you're trying to develop a new grip for you, um, yeah. this can be a wonderful way to do it. Like, cause you can take weight off. Let's say, I don't know. You have to do like ring finger monos for some well, I have tons reason. of people do front three and back three. I was going to say and lots of people have a really hard time just hanging off three fingers. Yeah. They're like, well, th- this feels tweaky to hang off, off, you know, just three fingers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's exactly why we're doing it. Cause I don't want you to be on a boulder and have your pinky pop off and then strain your fingers Yeah, because your pinky popped off. I'd rather get you strong here where we can gradually progress. Exactly. Um, and so I like, that's something that I'm a huge believer in is developing a wide array of grip styles, mm-hmm. um, just so that you can be more, you can have more robust hands. Yeah, except um, for having your pinky on that's pointless. Those are worthless. Um, <laughs> use your pinkies, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a great way to develop new grip styles as well in a safe way. Yeah. And our number two, and this is a big one, you know, lots of people we work with are like, I don't have access to a climbing gym. Like, okay. If you don't have a hangboard, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. And so either time because it can be really time efficient Mm -hmm. or space. If you live in a little apartment, can't go to a climbing gym all you've got space for is a hangboard or location. You know, maybe you don't have a climbing gym available. Believe it or not, there's still places in the country where you have to drive an hour or more to get to a climbing gym. Yeah. Um, so having a hangboard can be a really massive benefit. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of people can. I took for took it for granted forever because when I lived in Chattanooga, I was walking distance from TBA. Sure. So, like, I had a hangboard, but I really just used it for warming up before I went outside. Mm-hmm. There was no, I never had the need. But like, there's, since then, there's been plenty of times where I just don't have access. Yep. Like, I either don't have access to a climbing gym, or it might be an hour's drive with traffic to get to a gym. You know, maybe an hour back, something like that, and. It's like, oh, like I can just knock out a hangboard workout in the next 45 minutes, like a quality workout and then get a rest day in and then I can climb two days from now. Yeah. And when I was, when I was training to climb 514, when that was my big goal, I knew I needed more training time than I had. Mm -hmm. And I knew I needed to train at a time when I had more energy because I was working a full-time job, painting murals. And I was trying to do my climbing sessions after that. And being on a fucking ladder all day, looking at a ceiling, 
you know, with your right arm raised above your head for eight hours is not conducive to a really great training situation. So I'd spent a lot of mornings. I would get up at 5 a.m. and do a hangboard session before I went to work. Yeah. And having that availability was massive for me. So I think that's, I mean, if that's a lot of people's number one. Yeah. And it exactly like what you were just saying with your own, like you can have these snack sized workouts. Yeah. You can just kind of big snacks, big snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like the whole sleeve of Oreo kind of snacks. Um, I don't know why that sound good. right? I know. I was just thinking that. Why is that not just like the actual serving size? Like I need sleep. I need it by the sleeve. Don't tell me it's two Oreos. Get out of here. Size one sleeve. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, super like important. these snack size workouts that you can get in cause you can do like strength endurance, power endurance, like all these different things, um, on a hangboard and yep. yeah, it's great for that. Also, it's useful kind of fitting in with this. If you have another injury, like let's say you broke a leg. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, this is a great way, like never waste an, in- an injury. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plenty of people have, you know, broken an ankle, broken a leg only to come back way stronger mm-hmm. because they spent their time hanging off the board. Yep. And then those people need to go listen to the other episode right away because Man. they don't need to hangboard anymore yeah. for the moment. Hopefully they're just <laughs> chomping at the bit to go and rock climb. Yeah, totally. And our number one reason is kind of a duh reason, but finger strength or, you know, finger strength endurance or whatever it is you're training on it. As long as I shouldn't say whatever it is you're training on it because there's some things that just aren't as easily trainable on a hangboard. But but for the things it's really accepted alpinism. for, alpinism would be hard to train on a hangboard. But it would probably be more fun on a hangboard. <laughs> we did in at a gym in Cincinnati climb time where I started climbing at. Ray and I oh. had taken a hangboard, the station where the hangboard was. Mm-hmm. It had a perfect four-inch crack in between the two hangboards, and we off with trained there. So That's awful. Yeah, it's pretty great. There's no such thing as a perfect four-inch <laughs> crack. <laughs> but, I mean, finger strength and strength endurance. So max hangs, repeaters. Those two workouts are really widely accepted as beneficial and valuable. And as far as your fingers go, there's not a better way to train those things. Yeah. It's it's effective. It's efficient. Gets the job done. You know, rock climbing, we've got to grip some grabs. Yeah. Like the stronger your hands are, stronger your forearms are, like better off you're going to be. Oh, yeah. It's factual. Oh. I mean, if the holds feel like jugs, then you'll pull them like jugs and you'll climb like they're jugs. And that's great. Yeah. Like I've never thought, man, it's a shame my hands are so strong right now. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, if, yeah, if you're still climbing plenty, like added finger strength, it's a plus. Yep. So yeah. Hangboarding. Great way to get stronger. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a duh reason. Yeah. You, You guys already sort of knew that, but, that's the best reason to use it. Yeah. Do you know who who had the, who made the first hangboard? Do you know? Uh, the guy from Cats. Rob. Rob was. That's my what I guess. was wondering. Rob Candelaria. Uh, I wonder if he made yeah. the first hangboard. It's one of the first ones I heard about. I'm sure there were several versions, and 
varieties mm-hmm. of that sort of tool around mm-hmm. is definitely the first one I heard of. And yeah. I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant invention. Yeah. Though I'm sure plenty of people were like doing pull-ups mm-hmm. on door jams. Yeah. And I've heard of lots of climbers like going out to their project and just, you know, working it until they could hang on to this specific crux hold. Hmm. Like on a boulder project, I'm just going to go out and until I can one arm hang on this hold, Whoa. I'm not going to try the project. And then they would just crush the thing. And really that's just an early form of how we currently use hangboards Yeah, to some degree. So if you want stronger fingers, it's a really good thing. And if you didn't listen to my advice in the beginning of this episode and you haven't gone and listened to our top five reasons why hangboarding is overrated, unsubscribe yourself right now. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that, please. In fact, subscribe your friends. Um, (laughs) Steal their phone. (laughs) Steal their phone. Subscribe them. Stealthily put their phone back in, in wherever you found it from. Take some pictures first. Take some interesting photos. Um, but go listen to that episode if you've not, because hangboard is hangboard is not the only tool you should be using. It's it's not a panacea. Yeah, as you said, it's an amazing tool. It's an amazing tool. Not the only one. Mm-hmm. So go listen to that episode, and then when you're done with that, come and find us at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find Nathan Drolet on the Instagram at Nate Drolet. That's D-R-O-L-E-T. Drolet. Yes. Drolet. Drolet. You can find Nate Drolet. And at Power Company Climbing is where you can find me and the whole crew on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Pinterest. I haven't been on the Pinterest in a minute, but I do need to go see what's happening over there. Um <laughs> And you can look for us on the Twitter. In fact, you can just scroll through the Twitter in between your hangboard sets, but you're not going to find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.